What up, V12? Um, I wish this was a video feed so you could see the dance that Lucas does every time that intro music hits because there's a lot more going on behind the mic than you can hear. Venue 12. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Jordan, is, how you doing? That is such a calmer voice than... I mean, you were just like going crazy and then you come with a calm God. voice, so... Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm doing well. This was our last venue that I get to teach, so that was kind of sad, but I'm glad we're wrapping the Psalms. I think we brought it to a head, um, and I hope that it's something that sticks with students. So I feel good about it, but time will tell if it's something that, you know, sticks with us. So how do you feel? I'm good. Um, yeah, I've had some really good conversations. I went home for Easter weekend, and that was super good just to spend quality time with my parents also spend time with the dogs and just the whole just the whole fam bam did you hunt some eggs um no i did not oh too cool but yeah did you hunt some eggs yes that is so cool but i have kids so i could go behind them and act like i was helping them in reality i was hunting my own eggs wow um but now only you guys know that my family doesn't they were like, oh, Jordan was such a good helper for his kids. Nope, snagging the eggs. Yikes. Hey, tonight we wrapped up Psalms, and we talked about how God uses the disqualified to accomplish his plan. And we looked at some of the authors of the Psalms. We look at David and the ways that he may have felt disqualified or how we would say he's disqualified from being a part of God's plan. We looked at the sons of Korah and how they could be, you know, quote-unquote disqualified from God's plan. But those are the ones that God chooses to use. And he doesn't just do it one time. He does it all the time. It's a pattern. In fact, he tells us in 1 Corinthians that we read tonight that he seeks out the foolish. He seeks out the weak. He seeks out the underdog to prove the things of this world wrong, which is one of the things that is so cool about God. So um, the first question we have is, you know, we talked about being disqualified. How do people feel disqualified from God using them? And I don't know, what's a time that you felt disqualified in your life? It could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about God. Um, I think during high school, um, with like youth group activities and stuff, I remember a couple of times, like my, um, life group leader or youth pastor asked me to present a short word or like lead a life group or something like that. And I just felt so not worthy and just not qualified at all. I mean, and even sometimes, I mean, I don't feel like, I mean, I know I'm a child of God and I'm confident in the gospel, but I mean, even still, like Satan still sometimes shoots me accusations in a way where, um, like, oh, you're not like, why do you think you're worthy or why do you think you're qualified to, um, like, disciple a student or like be a part of venue or something like that? So I still have like accusations like that that sometimes float around, but um, I know how, um, what God, how God sees me as His child and in whom He delights, and I know. Um, what my worth is in Jesus Christ, which I know we're going to get to later. Um, but would, yeah, would just... you say that Satan is sliding into your DMs, as the kids would say these days? I mean, I wouldn't say that like the kids say these days. I would just say he accuses me. Oh, okay, as the kids say these days. Well, yeah, I'm a young 31, so I can say that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I identify with that. I would say 
you know, Satan gets me to play the comparison game, even more so in my past. I, I have a better reign on it now that I did, but especially I remember growing up and in college even hearing somebody's testimony and thinking, well, I'm disqualified because my testimony is not that cool, or seeing a gift that somebody had or an ability, um, whether it was God-given or it was natural, I was like, well, I don't have that, so I can't minister the way they can or people won't like me the way they like them, and just disqualify myself because of comparison, and I wonder how many other people do that because we live in the age of comparison. So never feel disqualified for any reason, but especially because of comparison because, man, it's just a lie that Satan is feeding you. So I ate it up and... It didn't taste good. Hmm. It wasn't yeah. good. So That's some good stuff though, because I think there are students um, that definitely need to hear that. Of like, yeah, shoot, I need to hear that. Com- yeah, everyone. I mean, and this a comparison game is yeah not a thing, and just like God value. Don't us play that so game. Much. Don't play that comparison game. Yeah, exactly. You'll never win. Yeah. Um, you talked about Christ value and the way He values us versus the way we value ourselves. Sometimes we can put a low price tag on ourselves and say, "I'm actually worthless. I'm not," you know. I don't know. I'm not worth a lot because I can't do a lot or I've messed up or whatever. And so we put that like clearance tag on ourselves when Christ, you know, like we talked about tonight, by dying on the cross for us and dying the death we deserved, actually put a really high price sticker on us. And he says, you're actually really valuable. And I know you don't think it about yourself, but trust me, I paid the price for you. Therefore, you are valuable. Yeah, you're valuable enough for Jesus to die for you. Yeah, which <laughs> it's is like, incredibly valuable. Yeah, it's so amazing. How do we how do we reconcile that? Because so often we don't feel valuable or we feel like junk, and yet we know in our minds that Jesus died for us. So how do we bridge that gap? Because that's crazy. Something that helps me is just trying to spend daily time in the Word. And I think like even asking God in prayer, just ask Him simple questions of like, God, what is one thing you enjoy about me? Or what is one thing that you have delighted in me um, in the past week or so? And like, I can promise you, like, God is going to answer. And from my, in my experience, um, the most common answer that the Lord has given me uh, by asking those questions is like, I love you so much. And I think that is just so powerful. And that's really helped me um, understand that I am qualified um, through Jesus Christ. You talked about going back to God's Word. I think that's such a good idea because when we only plug into the voices we hear in the world and in our head, those are not voices that are going to speak truth to us. Those are going to be voices that are rooted in emotion or flesh or comparison or ego or whatever. And so getting back to the Word daily and reminding ourselves of, oh, this is what God says about me. Um, Even just Googling, Googling what does God say about me in the Bible and just reading through what He has told you about yourself. Uh, is really as huge. So great point, man. Giving back to God's word. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. One gold star for you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing we want to talk about was that kintsugi illustration. Kintsugi is that form of art where you know you break a pot or something and then you glue it back together, but you like do it in a really beautiful way. And so you see all the cracks, but the cracks are filled with like gold or some valuable metal or color. And it's really beautiful in the brokenness. There's a lot of beauty in that. Um, and I just think it's this great picture. I mean, Garen did this a few weeks ago. Well, a couple of months ago, maybe. But he just talked about how our brokenness is actually an opportunity for God to be put on display and how we don't have to be ashamed of our scars. We don't have to be ashamed of our struggles or our ugliness or our past because he has glued all that together in a beautiful way and made us into a unique piece of art that he is now using to show others his goodness and putting his own beauty on display 
And it's just like, wow, if I will let that light shine, if I will actually be proud of what Christ has done in me, that can be a really powerful thing. But when I put it under a basket and I try and hide it and deny my sin or my past, it's like, wow, God's glory isn't really being used to its full potential there. Yeah, and that's why testimonies are so powerful because testimonies are able, you're able to explain and talk about the brokenness that you had in your life, but how just the love and compassion and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ just poured in and just overwhelmed your soul and was able to work through that. And yeah, I just think testimonies are super powerful. And to like any of the students that haven't written any of the, like I've never written a testimony, um, I would just really encourage you to like um, take that as like an activity, maybe as like a journaling time sometime this week or maybe before the end of the semester. Sit down for like 15, 20, 30 minutes, however long, and yeah, just write your testimony out. Um, it's really powerful. And I think also you'll understand more like, wow, I am qualified for the kingdom. And God really sees a lot of amazing things about me. Mm. Testimony. Riceroni. My little pony. Yo. <laughs> I thought you were um, gonna have one ready. Oh, he's blanking. Oh, uh, pepperoni. You... Oh, that's pretty good actually. Yeah, pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni. And jalapenos. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, dog. We we kinda we kinda spit there for a second. Carlito Roni. <laughs> like not, not a thing. No, All right, people can't. are gonna log off before we wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, Last fact. thing to say. We have been doing this Psalm a Day Challenge. I hope it's been good for you guys. It's been really good for me. I I didn't make the Psalms a part of my quiet time before this, and I it is now, and I'm going to keep that as a part of my daily rhythm. And so I encourage you guys to do the same. Keep reading a Psalm a Day. Keep seeing the beauty in it. Keep using the things we talked about. Read it slowly. Read it often. Read it as a journal entry. Um, read it as something you can identify with, with the author. Um, because it's beautiful and it's helpful and it helps me to get closer to God, which is what reading the Bible should do for us. So close it out, dude. That that was the Psalms. It's over. Yeah. Next week is, I believe, Late, Late Night, Night with, with Garen. Garen. Whoa. Whoa. Jinxaroni. Jinxaroni. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you have a question that you want to submit to Garen, you can you can DM the V12 Insta. You can text me. You can put it in the box. Um, actually, well, you put it in the box till next week, I guess, but yeah, so do that. Cause we want to, we want to have your questions laid bare. We're not a group that's like, Hey, don't ask that. Don't talk about that. We're like, Hey, come ask that. Come talk about that. Put Garen on the hot seat. I want to know too. Garen on the hot seat is going to be a time. So I'm excited yeah, for it. I'm excited too. Last year was great. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I know he enjoys it a lot as well. I wish someone would put in there a question about like Garen, would you ever shave your goatee for the youth group and really like put them on the spot? Like, hey, Garen, you know, we got a donor. They're going to give us $1,000 if you shave your goatee. There's going to be a student who listens to this and they're going to be inspired by that. Joy. I mean, we don't have a donor who'll do $1,000 for that, but if he thought there was, maybe he would shave it. Probably not. Anyways, who we, knows? but we digress. Guys, thank you for being a part of this wrap up. Thank you for being part of the Psalms and that study. Um, we hope it was good for you. We, Loved walking through it with you. We're excited to keep having conversations about it. So be blessed. See you next week. Bye.